0: Uh, So I have news. Tell me some news. Um, Brewing coffee in the bathtub two. Sam's pride zero. (laughs)
1: Um, Was it the same culprit?
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I need to learn my lesson. The problem is that we're trying to give her a bath before before dinner time. Mm -hmm. And that's usually, I guess, when she does like to brew her coffee.
1: Mm, Okay, so she's kind of got into that routine then
0: (laughs) Right Uh, But, you know, she's been brewing coffee all day right? Mm. So we thought maybe We'd just take a chance We should have known better Yeah, it's, you know, children Like, what the hell? It's never ending At least for the next 16, 17 years Would you like Would you like children someday? No Okay (laughs)
1: This week, we have been reading Steelheart. Uh, Is it the subtitle? Like, The
0: Reckoners? I think uh, originally it just was Steelheart. Okay. Um, But since then, because there are now three books, it is Steelheart, The Reckoners, book one. By someone. By Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. Let me do a quick summary of it. Oh, yes. Please do. So... In this world, which is a lot like our world, all of a sudden, um, something happened where this event called calamity just um, messed up messed up. I guess it's mainly in like the United States, right? Yes, it is. yeah, so all of a sudden, like something showed up in the sky and they've called it calamity, and ever since it sort of appeared uh, in the sky. Uh, People just started getting superpowers, mm-hmm. and rather than call them, calling them superheroes or heroes or something like that, um, the the cities and everyone in the in the United States started calling them epics. Um, but what they soon quickly realize is that all epics, which are essentially anyone that has a superpower from Calamity, um, it turns out that they are all evil. Um, something happens to their mind where they get uh, maniacal and megalomaniacish. Is that a word? Me- no, that is not.
1: Megalomaniacal.
0: Megalomacalical. Nailed it. <laughs> Great. Um, and uh, this story is mainly about um, this one person. Uh, his name, why is his name escaping me right now?
1: Well, because you never hear it. David... David Charleston, I think. Okay.
0: David Charleston, and who is, uh, in the beginning of the story, uh, you sort of go through how his father dies from an epic um, and like the strange twist of events. uh, And he witnesses something that most people wouldn't witness. And this becomes a crucial point in the story. And uh, because of this experience, um, he makes a vow that he's going to kill epics and luckily as he becomes older there's this team that takes down epics known as the reckoners that's led by um this person called jonathan Fedris, aka prof and he joins he he quickly joins his team and then they make a plan to take down uh the epic that killed david charleston's father steelheart um and that's essentially the summary of this story
1: That was pretty good, Sam. It's like you've read this book once or twice before.
0: Yeah. So did you finish it a second time around? Um, I was very close to finishing it. I did listen to it at like two point speed. Right. I really wish there was a 1.75 speed on
1: Audible. Yeah. Because like 1.5 was okay. I was like, I could probably go a bit faster. But two
0: was just ridiculous. It just jumps straight to two, right?
1: Yeah, two was just um, too much. So I was listening to this on Audible at Sam's Mm -hmm. request, which I have no complaints about. I thought the narrator was very good.
0: Yeah, I thought he he really portrayed the the main character very well as as like I think narration goes for like audible books. He did a really good job. Yeah, I mean I really had
1: I had no qualms at all with his narration.
0: So are you ready to do a three by three? Let's do it. So first point, would you like to start off? Sure. Uh oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of munched through this in Mm -hmm. probably six or seven days. Like, I've, I finished it probably, like, last week. So, yeah, it didn't take me too long to get through it. The climax was quite exciting.
0: hmm That
1: was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about the climax was exciting? Was it, like, the action? Was it, like, the series of events?
1: So, the climax f- finishes in, or the climax is set in a football stadium. hmm Some kind of sports stadium i don't know i thought it was just reasonably well handled like there's a a vague plot that steelheart okay oh so the the part that you uh missed out is that not missed out but to clarify david's father in the bank managed to injure steelheart by shooting him with a bullet right and no one had ever seen that before he was the first person to make steelheart bleed so this is this is like the crucial information that David has. That kind of is his entryway into the Reckoners. That's kind of like why they let him in because he might know something about how to take down one of the most powerful epics. And there's a bunch of theories about why David's father's bullet managed to wound Steelheart, like it grazed his cheek or something, mm-hmm. and made him bleed. So there's like a couple of different theories about how this. Happened like is it the gun itself? Was it something about the bullet? Was it something mm-hmm. about the the the, like the bank vault had been blown open? So was there something about something in the in the vault? So each epic does have a weakness, helpfully, which means humans can take it down. There seems to be no real logic to what the weakness is. Right. That was kind of fun. Like they tried out all the different theories on Steelheart, and of course none of them worked. Yeah. that was kind of fun Mm
0: -hmm. I kind of like the part when they were actually going through and getting some of the other um, epics I thought them sort of with with David's vast knowledge of like the epics (laughs) um, trying to figure out like things on the fly and uh, because because the point about like epics is that all each epic has a weakness and uh, in the first book it's really unclear as to like how that's figured out it was like, it's like a long series of observations that David has made throughout all of his years and meticulously taking notes on each epic, um, is what allows him to understand like what their weaknesses are just from like patterns of behavior. But as the series goes on, um, there's a deeper side to how those weaknesses are formed.
1: All right. I see. Uh, yeah,
0: Which gets revealed, which is a little bit more interesting.
1: Well, that's good because yeah, they're rather unsatisfying. In the first book, you're like, really? That's his thing? Okay. And also the parable of like, do your homework and then you will be successful.
0: (laughs) Right. It does get a little bit more interesting. And I think the first book did a pretty good job of uh, carrying the story along to a point where like, um, you have this showdown essentially, which is what you're talking about. Let me get to my good point, which is, um, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was like really, it was a good entertaining read.
1: It was quite, I mean, it helped me do my spring cleaning in the apartment. It was pretty good. And it's like,
0: I think it is a good beach book. I'd agree with that. Or or a plane ride book. It's a quick, fun read. Mm-hmm. Your second point. There's going to be three of these, so. Oh,
1: God, okay. <laughs> um, You might have to jump in and help me find two more. So, <laughs> so
0: I do like the idea of an epic being evil.
1: Oh, the anti-superhero?
0: Yeah. Uh I don't think we've really encountered anything mainstream that's kinda like this where you know, you usually get like a balance of good and people good and bad, both having superpowers. But in this case it's only the bad people, or like having a superpower actually causes them to be bad.
1: Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, there's uh having uh supervillains but no superheroes, also mm-hmm. you think at the beginning. Yeah, I guess that was kind of interesting. But you are right. Like, I am struggling to think of other examples of that happening in pop culture. Right. So sure there must be some,
0: but... I think to me, like, that put off a pretty good start in terms of, oh, you know, like, shit, how are they going to handle a bunch of uh, people with super- superpowers when they're just, like, regular people? And it immediately set it off in, like, a good tone of you wondering how this is going to happen.
1: Yes, I mean, it is very convenient that they all have a
0: single weakness. Um, thirdly I thought the action was pretty good like um, the way that it was written it was never confusing as to like who's doing what action Um, you can tell like the the author has written like complex action sequences before and explained things pretty well in terms of like how the setting is and like who's doing what what's being handled by the other side Um, sort of like trains of thoughts and all that stuff
1: yeah, that's a good point. I would agree as well. I think the um, yeah, like the 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 stadium showdown scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Was handled pretty well. Like you weren't ever confused as to what was going on, or and it seemed to be pretty well paced.
0: So those are the good points. Yeah. Now to the bad points. <laughs> Edwin, would you like to start off? <laughs> <laughs> this was the
1: dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> oh my god. Just. Pretty much every 10 minutes, I was almost like... Just my hands were scrunched together and clenched together in rage. Like, just... Oh, this is so dumb. I don't believe any of this for a second. Oh, Anyway, um, <laughs> so, I don't know where to start with this. Like, I did not believe this world existed. There are just so many problems with it. So... So Steelheart's superpower is he turns everything to steel.
0: Well, that's one of the things. Oh, right. And he has yeah. something
1: else as well. Yeah. yeah. So he turns the entire city of Chicago to steel mm-hmm. for some reason. No reason whatsoever.
0: Right. He has like mega rage, and apparently, like that turned everything to steel.
1: But it doesn't seem to be everything. Like, there steel does seem still to be windows. No, because they, glass, I think they explode like at some points. There was a description of this happening, and I was like, oh, they glass exploding. But there's also cars, and cars have tires. Presumably the tyres aren't turned to steel. I don't know, they're just like this. I've had lots of problems with believing that someone had turned an entire city to steel. And there's also things like, sometimes the items are fused together, like in the bank. So they end up going back to the bank and like a chair is fused to the ground. But then Mm. at the same time, there's rubble, which isn't fused together. It seems to be like, I just didn't really believe that this has happened. And like water, like he turned the lake to steel, but only some of it... And so then the second problem is that one of his minion epics has also made it permanently nighttime. Which again I found very problematic in terms of I mean for a start, why would you want to rule over a city made entirely of steel as permanently nighttime? Ecology will break down if there's no sunlight. I mean think also then the population has huge vitamin D deficiencies. (laughs) Which adds to fear. Right. And then, you know, you're like, okay, well, the entire biological ecosystem would shut down in this city that's entirely made of steel and is in permanently nighttime. Also, does this mean that the sun doesn't get to that? Does it is it like minus 223 degrees Celsius because there's no heat from the sun? How would that work? And then there's also this like food, there's this sort of explanation, like food <laughs> comes in from places sort of, but that's never really explained. And then presumably at some point it stops being night When you get far enough outside New Cargo, I don't know. I
0: just so I think there's a difference between um, fiction and guns, steel, and germs, (laughs) and like the the economics of a story. But yeah, I guess one of my bad points is that it is very much a young adult novel. Yes, it is. And that's mainly the beef that I had with it is.
1: The thing is, I think like, like this could have totally worked without having it turned to steel and without having it being permanently night permanently night, you know? Right. And I really struggle to find a reason for that to have any influence on the story whatsoever.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I can I can it was see just dumb. I was just like, this is just dumb. <laughs> but for some reason, why didn't that bother me so much? Well, you know I'm a pedant.
1: <laughs> I think past experience does bear this out. No,
0: <laughs> so I I can I can see that. Um but yeah, like my, my, my biggest problem was that this is a very much young adult book. So things are overtly fantastical and um, convenient, which is like, and, and just like the relationship between the guy and the girl was just so, so young adult. Yeah, right. I don't know any way to describe it except it's just so uh, high school or juvenile.
1: It was very, yeah, I, yes, you can, I mean, I think if I was a 14 year old boy, I would love this book.
0: Right, which <laughs> I was... think says a lot about my mental state. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, there's like lengthy descriptions about how guns work. That is mm. so much gun porn in here is ridiculous. And then there's also <laughs> this, yeah, these just like little things where like the female characters are really like in-depthly described what they're wearing, what they
0: look like, and the male <laughs> characters like eh, whatever. <laughs> he just has a French accent, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> <Yes. it. laughs>
1: whereas megan was wearing a low-cut top with a blah 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 blah. okay (laughs) but it is
0: also from like the first person which is my second problem is that um i think i think few books can really do the first person uh really well and this definitely isn't one of them i felt really awkward being in the mind of david charleston a lot of the throughout a lot of the story yeah I sort of wish it was told from a third-person perspective. Which does bring me to my second bad
1: point. <gasps> Which they... Oh, my God. They have... There's this running... Uh, I'm not even calling it a joke. Oh, yeah. The it's metaphors. It's, <laughs> like, his thing is that he's bad at metaphors. Oh, my God. This joke... Oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, for a start... I knew,
0: I knew you'd love that.
1: <sighs> I mean, for a start, 75 80% of these are not metaphors. They're similes. And... <laughs> Second of all, like, as a writer, like, what is the point of making your character bad at something? Like, why not just make him good at metaphors and write good metaphors and then be done with it? I just don't understand why you would make that choice as a it's, writer to be deliberately It's a funny bad. trait, right? Like, it's I not think... funny. It's awful. It's just terrible.
0: <laughs> I can totally see this, like, if it was ever a, a hot show on the CW, <laughs> oh, which God. I think is, like, the perfect um, forum for it. I can or totally see this playing out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it does have, to me, it has more character and depth than Smallville. I don't know if you're ever a fan of Smallville.
1: Gosh, it's been so long since I've <laughs> seen that. And I, yeah, I wasn't ever crazy into it. Not like Dawson's Creek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Which is equally as bad. I mean, come on.
1: But Well, I mean, then it was, it was a different time. I was a kid in high school then, This mm-hmm. was probably the target audience. Like, I would love to know what a 14-year-old thinks of this. They probably love it.
0: It would be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't... I guess, like, there's something about this that I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean, you look at the reviews, and they are pretty much very positive. They're pretty much positive, aren't they? Which uh, says, yeah, makes me sad, but I guess...
0: That's... <laughs> Did you save, like, the worst for last, or...? Well, I guess it doesn't get as worse as <laughs> this book is absolutely awful.
1: The epic names were the dumbest thing, the second <laughs> dumbest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Can I just read you some of these names? Because I actually had to pause and actually make Wait. note.
0: The best is that you have to associate it with their power.
1: Right. It has to be like tenuously linked to their power. <laughs> yeah. For example, last week I was really good at film dating. So my, my epic name, Film Dater. <laughs> Refractionary.
0: <laughs> right. Curveball. Curveball oh. was a guy who Oh my god this, from,
1: this was this was the thing that pushed me over the edge. Curveball superpower is that he can shoot handguns infinitely without running out of bullets. <laughs> that was just I, oh, oh my god like I guess like if you're going to have a magic power like I can totally like go okay fine like you can turn invisible or you can walk through walls or you can make the day night like okay magical I get it. Or you can be really good at like have like technical greatness, you know, rewiring, rerouting the encryption or some bullshit. But how, how, how would, <laughs> how would this power ever work? I don't understand, like...
0: Maybe his hand sweats bullets and it just seeps into the gun. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean, I guess. Right, he can manufacture bullets really quickly and insert them into the chamber. Oh my god, this was, just made no sense. And I was like, this is unbelievably dumb. Oh, um, but yeah, The naming of the epics... Like how yeah. does it even work? I was like, uh, maybe it works like drag queens. Like someone else, your drag queen mother has to name you, and then it's like
0: passed <laughs> down. <laughs> Is that how it works for drag queens? I believe so. Yes. Oh, you saw that from the Try Guys, <laughs> right? And I think
1: some youthful experience, not enough a drag queen. But
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, like yeah. I'll name some other like death point. <laughs>
1: Death point, and guess guess what his superpower is? He points at a person, and they die. (laughs) Yeah, uh, night wielder. He makes the day night. Fire fight, fire something. Yeah, fire flight. Fire flight, right? Uh, The pink pinkness turns up at some point. Uh, Oh no! Wait! Oh my god! There was one Rick O'Shea, an Irish epic.
0: (laughs) It's just his name, right? (laughs) Oh, it's ricochet.
1: Oh, my God. I nearly, like, just threw my phone across the room at that point. <laughs>
0: so so here's here's an important question. Yeah. Um, would you say this is better than The Hunger Games or not better than The Hunger Games?
1: I've not read The Hunger Games, mm. so I feel like I can't. I don't know. I'm not sure I can. I'd feel comfortable comparing a novel to a movie, you know, just is because.
0: this or not better than The Twilight books? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you read the Twilight books? I have
1: read all the Twilight books. Oh shit! <laughs> and they were very badly written as well. Let me tell you, it was a little while ago I read the Twilight books. Maybe mm-hmm. I was younger, was more 14. naive, more uh, willing to uh, open my heart to love. <laughs> but uh, there was something about the Twilight books that was compelling. Perhaps now, if I were to read it fresh and like. Find out that vampires glitter in the sunlight. <laughs> I would have the same reaction. They just felt very young, young adult. Hmm. Didn't I think it just had it, it had young adult written all over it?
0: Did you have a last bad?
1: I mean, I have many. <laughs> yeah. So it is set in America, and David's whatever his name is is American. Yet he seems to be using like British words. And I thought like, oh, perhaps just the author is British, but like he talks about a mobile all the time instead of like a cell phone or a mobile Mm -hmm. phone. I don't know if that stood out to you at all, because that to me was like, oh, that's quite a British thing to say.
0: That to me was sort of more like they probably never went through cell phones properly. Right. And so they've adopted just mobiles instead. Yeah. Okay. Because it probably doesn't use like cell technology.
1: Yeah, also, like, how they worked was yep. irritating to me.
0: It's, like, through another epic or something.
1: And then uh, I think, like, when they go back to David's apartment, and he calls it a flat. There's mm. just, like, a couple of things like that. I was like, oh. This kind of jolted me out of, like, no, are you sure this guy's American? Because mm. something else that has, like, broke down the world to be like, oh, wait. Right. So something else something else about this I don't quite, quite,
0: quite buy. To me, like, <clears throat> it was probably the characterization of Megan that really irked me a bit it's just like she's supposed to be this badass of the the group but you know her I don't know like the way she was written is very simple I guess which is kind of to be expected of a young adult novel but it was um, I don't know there's something that bothered me that it was like her mat- immaturity or like the way David made her immature at some times it was very awkward um, those parts I sort of had to like just go through, but yeah, yeah. Those are, those are the parts that it really sort of made me feel like it made me notice that I was really, uh, reading or listening to a young adult novel
1: <laughs> and the endless use of Oh sparks and Oh calamity. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of dumb, but at the same time, like, um, I, I kind of liked it for that world. Yeah, it does, yes. I've seen it work well before. I think it was way
1: overused. Like, it felt like nearly on every page, someone
0: said sparks or calamity. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I think you notice it more because you hear it.
1: Perhaps that is true, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. I, I don't know if it would have been any better if it was like you read it written.
1: Hmm, yeah, that's a good point, yeah.
0: But at the same time, like, I kind of feel, it always sort of draws me back to the way Battlestar Galactica used the word frack. Which bothered me, but yeah, for some reason, like Sparks, didn't bother me. What was the other one? Uh, Calamity. No, it starts with an S as well. Oh. Schlag.
1: Oh god. Oh, uh, sh- schlubby. No. Schlons. Schlons.
0: Schlons. <laughs> Which I have no idea what it means. I don't even know if it's an actual word. Uh, it's not an actual word. No.
1: Um, but I, actually I kind of didn't mind that. I'll be honest. Right, It's like, kind of a nice word to hear like, it's just like pleasing about it
0: uh, schlons actually means penis <laughs> well, well there you go In Yiddish <laughs> Oh well we've
1: learned something new today huh. that's, a, that's a little risque for this young exactly. adult novel
0: Yeah so future points Edwin sir
1: uh, Having nothing to do with this ever again
0: <laughs> So you're not going to read book 2 and book 3 Absolutely not no <laughs>
1: ask you what calamity is because that is something that's kind of hinted at like right. is it a is it aliens is it a star is it a government experiment although governments don't exist anymore so I'm on the third book sense now sense. Yeah. which
0: is uh, supposedly the final book it oh, is the, the final final book and the book is called calamity and oh calamity Information yeah. <laughs> it is a epic calamity is an epic uh. that is floating so the other thing is, uh, it does get better. Like, the second book, I feel, was a lot better.
1: Is it set in New Cargo still?
0: No. Ah. It moves away to a different city.
1: They made the whole thing about how, like, New Cargo is the only place with, like, electricity, food, and jobs.
0: It is one of the places where, like, the epic that was ruling it is, was the most serious about infrastructure. Because he loves steel? He is, like, a industrialist. I don't know. Like, he made sure people had... Well, the thing is, like, I think he needed people to fear him in order for him to be epic.
1: Right, because I guess we can reveal that his weakness is he can only be hurt by someone who doesn't fear him. So he needs people to fear him. I still don't understand why you'd have to turn the entire city to steal. Because... There is presumably also electricity happening Like there is lots of talk like it still has electricity But suddenly all your copper wires are steel And the resistance is so much higher in a steel wire So (laughs) you have to make a whole much more electricity And so where do the power stations come from? They sure as hell aren't
0: solar powered So I do think that there's an epic that powers things
1: (sighs) Uh, Okay, so Conflux is a guy who's kidnapped and is a battery, right? His power is (laughs) creating electricity Yep so it is revealed that he creates. So he powers the whole of.
0: I think he helps power it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So let me let me tell you something that's really interesting. Um, me too. So so <laughs> sure as hell wasn't in that book. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the books. Um, and another series that I really like is uh, this book series called um, "The Name of the Wind," which is by Patrick Rothfuss. Okay. I've which I'm pretty it. sure you're going to hate as well.
1: Okay. Can we just not do any more young adult novels? Can we just do adult novels from now on?
0: But what really is an adult novel,
1: Edwin? Just something that's well written and isn't aimed at children.
0: Uh well, it's if not a it about guns
1: and girls. So um, Guns, girls, and steel.
0: So Patrick Rothfuss wrote this uh book called Name of the Wind. Right. Um which is I think uh one of the best latest fantasy series that has been written in a while mm-hmm. and he's written books one and two and he's still sort of like everyone's waiting on book three because it's imminent and he's sort of got into this like loop of like never finishing it and so this uh he's had a case of the george R. R. martins right this this famous meme that's going on these days is whenever he tweets anything or says anything immediate reply back to him is shut the fuck up and read and write book three (laughs) which is kind of sad um and brandon sanderson on the other hand if you go to his site um this guy is like a writing machine he's actually taking over wheel of time series which is this like really long ongoing fantasy series that are um like a thousand pages long each um and these are like these really epic stories that people love right um, on top of that he also is writing this series called um, The Mistborn which actually is an adult series um, okay. and that's also pretty good but it's more like fantasy stuff which I don't think you'll like um, <laughs> but this guy is so prolific that he is writing like four books concurrently oh and he's also writing like the Stormlight novels which is crazy that's just absolutely insane and the thing is, the best part is, like, you go to his site, he has a progress bar on each book that he's writing. Wow. And so you can see, That's like, cool. yeah, you can see how far along he is with each book. And Calamity, I thought it wouldn't come out until, like, next year. It actually took him less than a year to get this book out. So it's mm, been, I'm, like...
1: I'm biting my tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell. But I think he uses, like, the Calamity series, like, the Reckoner series, to, like, get away from, like, his serious writing, which is understandable, Right. Right. And which I think was one of the reasons why I liked it Is because it was just really easy to get into
1: Yes, yeah, that's true <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah like the opening scene is fairly, it's pretty good Yeah it's Quite gripping Despite there is some confusion as to whether David is deafened or not And what he can and can't hear after explosions But that's fine right.
0: So uh, Brandon Sanderson writes a whole bunch of books And Patrick Rothfuss is sort of stuck on book three and every right. time Brandon Sanderson writes a, a book on this series, like Patrick Rothfuss actually rates it on Goodreads. <laughs>
1: right.
0: But he always writes it as uh, five stars. Um, and his comments are always like really sarcastic. So Patrick Rothfuss writes, I got a chance to read an early version of this a little while ago. Needless to say, I jumped at it. The reason for this is that so far, I haven't read a book by Brandon Sanderson that I haven't loved. That means it's quite likely that I'll get a chance to read another good book, which is always welcome. Or, I'll finally read something of Sanderson's that I don't like, which would thrill me, honestly. (laughs) Why? Well, because Brandon writes so much faster than me. It only seems fair that some of his stuff should be crap. just doesn't seem fair that he's brilliant and fast. (laughs) I will not recommend In the Name of the Wind for you because I feel that you would have the same issues. That you do with Seal Heart. Oh, right. I might, however. No, never mind. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop recommending these fantasy stories for you. <laughs> I'm going to continue reading Calamity and I'll report back on it. Yeah. How out of five stars? Do I, should I even ask? <laughs> it, I mean, it certainly does have an audience. Like, let's
1: be honest here. Like, it's very well reviewed mm-hmm. by a vast majority of people. Bear that in mind. You might be one of those people that like it. Yep, I did not. So uh, one star for me. Okay, <laughs> yes.
0: fair enough. Um, uh, can I wait?
1: Can I give it zero stars?
0: No, I think one star is actually the lowest. Fine,
1: it's a one then. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I give it a four. A yeah, four? I really liked it. Yeah, are you serious? I'm serious. Wow. I really enjoyed it. Like I kind of want to see where book three takes me. Like I I would even consider book two like a four star. I like my young adult novels.
1: Well, your kids are going to be very lucky when they get to uh, reading age of being young and being young adults. Which
0: is horrible because my nieces and nephews are actually at the same age and I'm reading like the same crap that they are. (laughs) Is that where you get your book recommendations from? Actually, no, I recommend it to them.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I guess I shall reveal the next book?
0: Yeah, let's do this. I
1: think we need to carry on with our 2 nonfiction, two fiction kind of pattern that we seem to have stumbled into. Excellent. This fortnight's book is called "Worst Person Ever," a novel
0: by Douglas Copeland. Have you read this book before?
1: No, I haven't. No, mm. I've read a few of Douglas Copeland's books before. He's quite an interesting guy. Like he wrote uh, "Generation X," that was mm. his first novel in like the early nineties, and that kind of coined the phrase "Generation X." Right, and also "Mook Jobs," I think was also in that book. So he has quite a yeah super interesting career. And this is his most recent novel. I think he did a collection of short stories uh, last year, but this was from 2014, I think. Gotcha. Uh, he often does like satire, of modern culture, stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I haven't read uh, his novels for a little while. Mm. Kind of went through a phase of reading them early 2000s. Um, the Gum Thief, J Pod, and. All Families Are Psychotic, I read by him. I I do remember quite enjoying. So, yeah, we shall see what he's up to uh,
0: these days. All right. It's a really manageable read on Audible. It's like seven hours and 40 minutes.
1: Good. See? See how considerate I am?
0: (laughs) So nice. Mine was 12 hours, which I apologize for now. Oh, um, by the way, there's actually a short story that was in between book one and two. Oh. (laughs) called Mitosis by Brandon Sanderson which
1: is the name of another epic
0: Is it is indeed another name of another epic oh good um yeah so check it out
1: he probably has ample opportunity to remind himself that his toe is made by Mitosis <laughs> which is all I remember from biology class so I've finished Lara Croft Go
0: yep have you? Uh, I have not. Uh, I have a lot of things going on. I had to finish up Daredevil.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Brewing coffee. Brewing coffee. thing. Yeah. Dealing with the aftermath.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just getting um, through
1: those colanders in the in the e household.
0: You know. You know what actually worked better. <laughs> so the kids have a butterfly, or they used to have a butterfly net.
1: <laughs> they no longer do.
0: <laughs> they no longer have a butterfly net it actually worked like a charm um (laughs) still disgusting but okay (laughs) i was actually thinking could i actually use coffee filters but it's too slow
1: oh yeah (laughs) the water which wouldn't filter out in time (laughs) uh okay so lower croft go yep i finished it uh great game we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. i think yes uh i'm good so, But now I am bereft of games. I've actually, actually started replaying it from the beginning.
0: Gotcha. Well, I can recommend you one. But first, let me talk yes. about Black Box, which you recommended.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. D- dual update. I like this. I gave it up.
0: <laughs> After like the second or third section, I was like, you know what? This game is making me feel really, really dumb. <laughs> right. Not yeah. only that, it's making me look really, really dumb. Because I was there, like you can play in public, right? I, I was there, this. like <laughs> shaking my phone, like putting my headphone in and out, turning the volume up, right. like putting it upside down, and I was like, <laughs> "No, this is ridiculous!" Like I can't, you know, it's gonna be like a clever combination of any of these things that that make me solve the problem, and I don't feel like I'm solving the problem or the puzzle. You think it's more dumb luck? Yeah, it's more like trial and error, right? Like, I think there's some clues in some levels where it gives you, like, the logo of the Wi-Fi, and then you know that it has to do something with, like, the Wi-Fi. Right. But ultimately, it just made me (laughs) feel like an idiot. Um,
1: But it is a very clever game. It is. Like, you're like, wow, this is really interesting. This is probably the most original
0: iPhone game, I
1: think, I've played, do you think?
0: I think so, yes, if it came out in, like, the first or second year of the iPhone. When okay. all of it was brand new,
1: I think this came out in the last year, or, right? Or even this year, perhaps.
0: So, because it's you know, I think like the 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 surprise factor of oh, like I can turn my phone upside down and my phone recognizes it is sort of
1: yeah. I wonder if it was also a tech thing as well. Like, I wonder if. It's Only fairly recently, like the other uh, Apple have given you access to some of or to all of the internal APIs for like the accelerometer and the mm, gyroscope and stuff like that. But I don't think
0: so, I think no. that was always available, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, right. it yeah. made me feel like an idiot, so I gave it up.
1: I, I, I too, yeah, I uh did a few of them, but then also, yeah, you can't play this game in public, yep, but you have to turn the volume to full while trying to listen to a podcast on the subway,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: But I think worth checking out though. It's free. It was, it was free, right? Was it free? Did I make you pay for it?
0: I believe it was free. I, it might have been like ninety nine cents. Yeah, I think it was ninety nine cents.
1: Okay. Yep. I think I would still like for, just for the inventiveness. Hmm. I would say worth a
0: dollar. Yep. But going on that theme though, I do have another game that I'll recommend.
1: I need a new game in my life.
0: This is a gorgeous game. Um, it's called Last Voyage.
1: Okay. Here we go. I'm going to the App Store right now. Another
0: live purchase on air. So this is similar to Black Box, but this actually makes me feel smart whenever I solve the puzzles. And it's, and it's a gorgeous game.
1: Well, that's pretty. Well wow, that is some, uh, some pretty good praise in the, uh, in the review section. Or rather, the, uh, in the description. Alright, Journey Beyond the Stars. Last Voyage is a cosmic adventure through space and mind in 10 unique chapters. Go through psychedelic portals, solve abstract puzzles, explore grand minimal forms, or race against the stars. A science fiction experience unlike any other game. Well, this sounds like it's right up my alley. I'm buying this right now.
0: There it is. Nice. Do you
1: have a Ninja update this
0: week? I do. I updated it last night.
1: Are we ending on a downer again this week? Mm, Not so much. I think this one
0: has a little bit more potential.
1: Okay, let me just have a look at this thing. Whoa, that's awesome. I like the dots.
0: Thank you. It's uh Good, good shading. It's a quick thing that I did because I still want to work on it. It is a to-be-continued piece, meaning this is just the initial first quick sketch, which took me a while to establish. Mm, yeah. um, and then by the time I was happy with sort of the, the shape and gesture, which I actually copied from like this Hulk pose...
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see this being kind of hulky. <clears> right, but I've been
0: wanting to do like a beefy ninja. You know, most ninjas <laughs> right. are very skinny and spry. Quite lithe. I wanted this to be a little bit beefier and more menacing as it was jumping towards you. Um.
1: I like the um the perspective on the sword as well.
0: Oh, cool. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. And the screen tone technique is actually a um. It's what like Japanese comic book artists use whenever they do like shading and stuff like that. It's actually, you know, those screen transfers. I don't know if you ever mm. had them as like a kid. If you wanted to do lettering, it came in like the sheet of letters that you put oh, over and you can, your like, paper. You can and rub it off. Yeah, and then about, you rub uh, it. Yeah. And so yeah. this is like a sheet of just, you know, these patterns. And then you'd rub off you know, a particular pattern, like just a section of it, just to give like that section shading. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of comic books in or or mangas in Japan use yes. them.
1: So will you uh are you taking an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil on uh to Stockholm with you to do some sketching on the flight?
0: I will not. But I'm back on Saturday, which means that though I should have the weekend to still work on it. Nice. Good job, sir. My kid is crying.
1: Oh, do you need to go?
0: No.